0: will get and our when we start right on in the train. Soon later, gotta cut you down. He's gone country.
1: Look Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Outlaw Country Podcast. We're lucky enough to be joined today by John Stork. Um,
0: What's going on?
1: So John, you were when we were DMing earlier on Twitter, you were kinda of telling me you you have family through Nebraska and South Dakota. Is that is that correct?
0: Yeah, I actually have a lot of family up there. Um, we were just talking about the the even the piano in my house is from uh, it's from Devils Lake, North Dakota. So North Dakota, okay. South Dakota, uh, Iowa, Nebraska, okay. uh, all throughout there.
1: Yeah, because we're based out of Omaha, Nebraska. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. I didn't I didn't realize you you had ties to Nebraska. So like, what what towns are they are they from Nebraska?
0: I think. Okay. Uh, and Omaha. I've got some like Uh-oh. second cousin in the hall that we hung out with last time we drove through, and then uh, Lexington. Man, my yeah. dad's got my dad's got a, a bunch of family all throughout there. Um,
1: awesome, yeah.
0: I, I got I got so much family I don't even know them all.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I know a couple of people that are like that. So, but uh, you you grew up going to the or you went to college in College Station, correct?
0: I did. Uh, I went to Blinn and I took a class at A and M, and okay, uh, and then realized that school was way more expensive than uh, than what okay. I had, and so yeah. I had to I had to figure some stuff out, and I moved back to mm-hmm. Houston and started going to school in Houston, and uh, yeah, and just kind of all snowballed from that point.
1: So when you were when you were uh, in college. Or like at A&M or College Station in Houston, were you playing at like local bars or like parties and stuff like that?
0: Actually, I didn't play in my first bar until I moved to College Station. Uh, other than that, I just played on couches or, you know, maybe at a local party, but only if I knew a majority of the people there, it was weird. I just never really played out. I uh, I wrote and sang and played and did cover songs but it was more so just kind of like well hey you can you can play you know guitar and sing us a few songs go do that and so uh and that's kind of where i started playing guitar and um you know just kind of for other people and then it spilled into a bar one night because uh, i didn't have to work the next day and my buddy was like hey we're gonna go uh we're gonna go to the bar and yeah so uh, he threw my guitar in the back of back seat of his truck, and I didn't know it was back there. And we started drinking, and he was like, "You, uh, you should go up there and play." And oh, by the way, I brought your guitar for you. So, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> he ended up, yeah, he ended up buying drinks the rest of the night, uh, and all I had to do was go play a few songs. But when I was in there playing the songs, uh, the bar just kind of filled up with a, a little group of people, and uh i didn't know they were all musicians of texas country bands that I, man I, I didn't even i didn't even realize what happened uh and now we're out on the road and i run into these people mm-hmm. and uh and they we we talk about that first time i ever played in a bar and man yeah. all these all these folks that are out here playing music too so it's pretty cool
1: so before that point, was it just kind of a you were were you nervous to play in front of people, or you just didn't want to, just didn't feel like doing it? What what was kind of holding you back from from going up and playing?
0: I uh, I don't know. That's that's a kind of an interesting question to think about. Um, my brother had a band growing up, so mm-hmm. it was always something like. Uh, he did the music and I, I showed cows and raised beef. Like that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so my brother was always the one that played music. And uh, I guess by the time I realized that I could actually do it, um, I had been doing it. And so when I got into actually going out and playing on the weekends and then it turning into a full-time thing, uh, I think it just happened. It was something that really just kind of happened and I didn't say like well I'm gonna you know I'm doing this now um, there was a point in time that I that I had to quit a job or mm-hmm. two um, but that was just because I mean I was playing music like it just kind of morphed into a, a thing that I became a part of and and it became part of what i did and then yeah. it took over my weekends so it was like it was like a two-year span and by the end of the two years uh, i was playing music every weekend and i was like oh well i guess we're doing this now and so yeah. uh and now i got a bunch of t-shirts with my name on them so i can't quit
1: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely we wouldn't want you to quit um yeah but uh was it your brother get uh being in a band and playing country music—is that what got you kind of hooked on country music, or did you just grow up around always listening to it? Or what is there like a certain moment you remember, like that got you into country music?
0: Man, I uh, my brother actually didn't even play country music. He oh, really? uh, aside, yeah, aside from playing like um, some Johnny Cash with a different spin every now and then, or um, you know something something from back in the day. Uh, that was back then wasn't considered country, but I guess you could say was considered country when he started playing it. it he played a lot of contemporary stuff and, okay. um, and we, we were all over the road, but I didn't actually start listening to country music, um, uh, that often until I was 12 or 13. I grew, up, I grew in I up in church. Yeah. And so, so my mom was always like, no, uh, you know, uh, that's not really something we listen to. And growing up in church, we, man, we grew up listening to gospel or Christian music or you yeah. know, w- whatever you want to call it. Um, it's, it was just something that I started hearing in different places. And then once, uh, once I started switching the radio station, when mom would go into the store or, or you know, <laughs> something like that, yeah. it was kind of, it's kind of one of those things. And man, I had a guitar, Uh, for I don't know how many years I got a little nylon string Mm -hmm. truck stop guitar for Christmas (laughs) and uh, yeah yeah. and it's just kind of sat there and I played on it a little bit here and there and then eventually um, you know eventually all all young men start trying to figure out ways to impress girls and oh definitely uh, yeah and it worked out it worked out really good for my brother so uh it, you know that's this kind of started wood shedding in my bedroom just one chord at a time and I'd go ask him hey what's what's this or you know what's that and he started kind of noticing and uh, then I just started sitting in with him and his band and watching them and how they did things and where, you know, where they put their fingers. And uh, other than that, man, that's, it's just all kind of snowballed into where we are now. It's crazy. Uh, Is
1: your your brother still playing music? Is he, does he do this for a living too?
0: No, he actually is a a private chef now. Oh really? Uh, Okay. Yeah. He's, he's just one of those, he's, he's that one person in the family, whatever he does, he's just like good at it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, so he's he's just really good at uh hanging out and uh cooking food
1: okay awesome well out of those but, guys you or like when you were younger and kind of found country music what what guys influenced you the most to have the sound you have today
0: man that's uh because i basically was thrown in the pool of music uh, when i hit 12 or 13 and i was i was basically just opened up to everything um because i didn't have to listen to just one kind of music anymore um and there was so much from from the the years before before country was cool and then i i man i you know i got all the way through um pretty much the the ken burns documentary uh oh yeah that was great it's, it's kind of crazy how it starts for a lot of people and how, you know, Hank Williams and then then you kind of just start falling mm-hmm. through domino effects uh, of, of Nashville and country music. And, man, I, I remember uh, specifically wearing out, because we all used to save up money and then go get CDs, yeah. uh, or at least, you know, at least I did. I remember wearing out a Johnny Cash CD uh, <laughs> and like sitting yeah. sitting on a lawnmower or you know in a tractor, like trying not to skip your CD so you mm-hmm. you can keep listening to it while you're driving and, and cutting grass or shredding whatever. And I I remember listening to that CD every day uh, for at least a while. But um, there was just there's so much music, man. There's Every, everybody from Tom Petty to Johnny Cash to Jimmy Buffett to, I mean, I don't know, John Denver, George oh, yeah. Jones, George Strait, uh, early George Strait. Um, you know, I had a, there was a Merle Haggard tape amongst mm. a, a few others in the tractor that uh, we used to shred in. Still had a tape player, stick a tape in there and get to work.
1: One thing so, that really uh, oh go ahead I'm sorry I didn't mean to no this. no go for it well one thing that really got me into the uh, country music especially those older guys is their personality like Cash and Waylon and like Hank Senior M- my mom can't stand it when I play Hank Senior's vinyl I got she she hates him but I I love him I think he's so good and the music he made is so authentic and I I think it's timeless and so I I just that's how I fell in love with country music I think. Even though that, that outlaw scene is what got a lot of people hooked on country music,
0: yeah, but I think uh, I think the fact that they could put it down in a simple way in the most simple way that they could and the most relatable yeah, and I think that's that's a huge part about it, and I think that's what 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 draws people to country music um, is the simplicity. And relatability, so it's okay. uh, you know it's there's just, there's still some stories out there. If you listen close enough, there's still a, you know there's still some magic in the lyrics.
1: Those good old sad songs are what get me. I oh, like those a lot. Yeah. Just those rip my nice.
0: heart out. Oh just yeah, definitely tear it up right in front of me.
1: <laughs> well, I wanted to get in a little bit about um, your music. So, what was it like having your de- debut album do so well? Did you feel like that really. Got you off on a strong foot and really built up your confidence. Your um, in your radio.
0: In your radio was, that man. That was still. That's still a shocker. I don't know what happened. Honestly, uh, I think we had a lot of help from a lot of really great people, and uh, and we still do. Uh, but yeah, in your radio was was a little bit of a shocker. But you know, since moving on from there is even with you know songwriting or the the music or or whatever what have you um and we have it's only been three years since that happened Mm -hmm. Uh, because that came out in may of 2017 so um you know that was a that was a definitely a springboard Mm -hmm. Uh, looking at it now uh, i really didn't know what to do when we were in it because i was like well this is how everything must work right but it doesn't. So, uh, you know, it was definitely a springboard and we were real blessed on that one. Uh, everything we've done, man, it's just been, it's, we've a learning lesson and, uh, just fun in general, but yeah.
1: Having that do so well, did that really build your confidence and, and just make you feel ready, like you belong in, in country music? Just since it was your first first uh, album.
0: Man, I, I don't know about belong because you know, I'm still I'm still trying to uh, I'm still trying to outdo you know what I what I just did. You mm-hmm. um, know, I think there's always that sense of okay, we got to do we got to do better next. Yeah. It's, uh, hey, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to move real quick. So they're mowing next door. Oh,
1: no worries, no worries. My bad. Oh, don't worry about it.
0: I'm gonna go uh, go out front and see if it's a little quieter out here. All right. Um. Oh, my bad, dude. Feel, uh feel terrible.
1: No, don't worry about it. It's all good.
0: That sucks. I mean, I can sit. <laughs> That's worse. The uh the people next door to us are selling their house, so they're getting all of the landscaping redone. Oh, yeah. Bummer. Let me see. i go sit in here. Man, if you uh if you want to redo, I'll I'll do it for you, no problem. No, I bad.
1: can I can edit I can edit it out, it's no big deal. But uh, is just, that all right? Yeah, no, I, I, I can edit it out, it's no big deal. I was just so you were saying you just, you always feel like there's room for improvement though on on uh from your first album to your next and next, you just 'cause I asked you if you felt like that yeah. album got you confident and made you feel like you you belong and so
0: yeah it's it, uh and it's pretty, it was pretty crazy how we got thrown into them. at the time of releasing any radio mm-hmm. uh, i lost the first band that i ever had um, it wasn't something they wanted to do they didn't want to travel they didn't want to have to you know, uh, spend all the time away from home, but uh, I picked up another band right at that time, and uh, and we've gone just leaps and bounds. And and people come and people go, but like I said, it's only been three years, and we've been yeah. uh, we've been learning the whole time, uh, which is amazing. And we've been extremely blessed, and we've got we've got a lot of great people in our corner, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're not they're not just in Texas, so it's it's pretty awesome. Um, And we're definitely, we're still working and it's still pretty interesting, but man, it's, I I think we have a place here and I think we're going to be around for a pretty long time. And as long as the songs keep, as long as the songs keep coming, uh, which I I mean, we're, uh, we're always thinking about the next thing. So yeah, it's going to be fun.
1: Well, then Radio Cowboy came out last year. Do you feel like that album, like, that album's done really well, especially with um, the song Facts and Lies. That went number one, right? So do you yeah. feel like that really helped you, that album kind of really helped you break through? And it it uh, is your sophomore album, so it really, like, you showed everyone you're going to stay and make consistent, good country music. So do you feel like that, that kind of, I don't know, uh, really helped you like get a good footing in country music, that album, you think that made you like kind of a uh, bigger name down in Texas?
0: Man, I don't, I don't necessarily know about that. Um, You know, if, if that has happened, uh, thanks to all this other stuff going on, we haven't really seen too much of it, but Mm -hmm. you know, the, the release and then facts and lies and and now radio cowboy uh, doing what it's doing on the, Texas charts and, and it being played in other States. And, yeah. um, and it's, it's, it's something that I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out and get used to. Um, but like I said, and we're, we're going to be here for a pretty good while. Uh, good. And I think, I think the songs and the footing as far as country music is, we like to call it Rocky Tonk. So yeah, I was going to ask you about that. If that explains anything, because uh, man, you know, from song was like another you, you know, writing with Jake Worthington, to uh, all the way to you know one of the heavier songs, uh, um, facts and lies, another town, um, one of the new songs we got coming out, the ride. It's okay. it's pretty rock. Uh, you know, we, we like to we like to jam out. We like to have fun. It's it's rocky, but it's it's also, you know, it's I, I feel like some of the stuff we would do, uh, I feel like Chris Ledoux would <laughs> would not be too upset about it. Yeah, um, you know, and I only say that because he was he was throwing in some heavier stuff. Like uh you know, hooked on an eight second ride and, and, mm-hmm. and the, the guitars and stuff like that. He was trying some different stuff um you know while he was still doing music. And so that was uh I man, I again just goes back to Rocky Tonk.
1: Who who coined that term? Like who came up with that for you? Is, is that is I going-
0: I said it and um straight up, I said it one day and my wife was like, What'd you say? And then I said it again to the radio promoter and she was like, who said that? Where did you get that word? Um, And I just, you know, I started thinking about out on radio tour for uh, facts and lies. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily uh, the most country thing that you've ever heard, but you know what? I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not playing pop music, I can tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, oh. You know, it's it's not anything too crazy, but it's a, it's a good mixture. Trying to get right in between Did
1: did you know Facts and Lies was gonna be such a big hit when you were like, is that the song you really wanted to push, or was that did you think Radio Cowboy was gonna be the big one off the song? Even though it is it is a pretty big one off the album, but Facts and Lies went number one. Did you did you kind of expect that or not expect number one, but expect it to be the, the best one off the album?
0: No way, dude. Are you kidding me? I was like, um, okay. Yeah, that's cool. We can do that. I, I, man, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just honestly happy to be here. I have no idea. Um, don't tell anybody I said that, but you know, (laughs) um, we were originally going to go with another town. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know what happened. We just, we wanted to come out the gate strong, especially with this album. And, yeah, uh, you know, Cody Johnson and Cameron Nelson wrote the song, uh, Facts and Lies. And okay. When yeah, Cameron Johnson, sent it great. Yes. Uh, Cameron Nelson sent it to me and uh, he said, you know, listen to this and let me know what you think. And so I listened to Cameron and it was, it was just a, recording of Cameron singing uh, and playing acoustic guitar and I listened to it about 20 times and I called him and I said what what's the deal uh, and he said well I already talked to Cody and think you should cut it so there you go
1: that's awesome uh,
0: yeah so man that that, that was a huge uh, that was a huge thing for the beginning of all of this and, and yeah. like you're talking about the you know the sophomore album career you know the sophomore stage or I I, man, I have no idea where we're at and I don't even know if it's sophomore but uh, it it definitely put a lot of things into motion uh, for facts and lies and I I didn't see that coming and neither did anybody else Uh, originally I think the first first radio single I wanted to push was three chords um, but that didn't work out and They were like, oh no, we should probably go with something a little more this or that. And then we ended up settling Mm. on facts and lies just to kind of see what we could uh, make happen.
1: My, my, uh, so
0: hey man, I guess it, I guess it worked.
1: Yeah, sorry. I keep buffering a little bit, so I don't mean if I I interrupt you or anything. I'm sorry about that.
0: You're good. uh,
1: my personal favorite song off the record is uh, If You Can Dance. I think that is a heck of a song. I, I listen to that one all the time. But uh, yeah. me and my cousin were talking about that song, and we got in an argument. Do you, do you say throw off, some, throw off the work week and throw on some Jinx, as in like Cody Jinx? jeans? Oh, see, I was thinking you were saying Cody, like Cody Jinx.
0: I think I might start saying
1: that live. I, I really, because I, 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 me and my my cousin, we are huge Cody Jinx fans, and so I thought since he's also from Texas, I thought you were shouting him out, and I thought that would that was really cool. But uh, he he thought you were saying jeans the whole time. Hey, so I,
0: if he asks you, I'm saying Cody Jinx.
1: All right, all right, but that is all a right. very cool song. You especially down in like the dance halls and stuff you always see the cowboys out there dancing personally myself i I can't dance but
0: oh man hey if (laughs) if you can if you listen to music you can tap your foot you can dance yeah
1: yeah well i think
0: i think it's just because we grew up running around down here that was the only thing we had to do um, (laughs) and get in trouble and go dancing on the weekends. so (laughs) uh that, that was it man but yeah
1: now, that is, that is, I've been listening to that song a lot lately, so I just had to tell you, that's, that's a great song. Thank um, you so much. So when, you, when you're when you out touring, who, who are you usually on the road with? Are you, like, as an opener, or if you open for anyone, who is there a specific band that you usually are, are kind of with, or is it just Barry?
0: Man, it's been, it's been all over the road. Um, we were supposed to play with Robert O'Keefe um, mm-hmm. last month. We were supposed to be on the road pretty much all of April uh, with Jason Bulling okay and um, think our one of our next shows we have coming up is with Kevin Fowler at the beginning of July um, I don't know there's there's uh, Aaron Watson uh, oh. man, I mean I don't know we've we've gone out with all kinds of folks from across Texas and it's it's just getting better and better and yeah. we've got We've got more shows coming up. We've got uh, more bookings. We just just got another email for uh, another rodeo down this way, and uh, okay. and it's it's pretty it's pretty neat. But uh, yeah, it's all over the road. I mean, I, and I look forward to it every time because you never know who you're going to play with, yeah. And you never know what you're gonna what you're gonna learn or who uh, who you're gonna run into.
1: Well, um kind of off topic question i i'm looking at your instagram and your store and everything uh on your website you, you're always like like on your drum set you have a chicken you're holding the chicken a lot is that like a pet or do you raise chickens or what's that's, the deal with Apple. that uh that's,
0: she's she's kind of like the the mascot uh, okay everybody's got a dog and a truck and a guitar
1: yeah um,
0: i raised chickens and sold eggs growing up all the okay. way through high school. So, uh, five, I was probably five or six Started selling chicken eggs, at mm-hmm. church or to the neighbors or just about anyone. Um, and to record radio or, uh, in your radio. Um, and like the, the guy that I was working with, he was like, Hey, uh, we got to, you know, you got to find something that, that is you, um, uh, you know, you can't just go stand there. Um, uh, I said, well, you know, I, am I was the egg boy. I don't know, you know how else to say that. Yeah. Um, and so we started talking about where I was from and where, where I grew up and how this, that, and the other. And, uh, he said, man, that's it. We need to get you in a room full of chickens. And I was like, I don't know where I can find one or a room full of chickens, but I can find one chicken and that's uh that was ethel and so she she became instantly popular uh with the merchandise and Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff but uh yeah that's that's where she came from and it was a kind of a a joke started out as and then people started asking questions about the chicken Mm -hmm. and uh yeah
1: i think that's that's genius marketing i really like (laughs) that that is that's awesome well it, uh, like everyone's kind of got their look you got church with his sunglasses and luke combs with his red solo cup i think that's real smart of you to do i i like that a lot
0: so she, I uh, to she's, ask. she's she's gonna end up coming out on the road oh, Really? to uh yeah she's gotta she's gotta be pampered a little bit more than the rest of us and uh and the band is not really looking forward to driving uh, <laughs> across country with a chicken in the back yeah. so uh, we're working on it, though. We're working on it, and uh, it's going to be fun.
1: Okay. Well, do you have any plans to – I know you were telling me you, you got the Radio Cowboy Deluxe coming out this Friday, but do you have plans to be back in the studio for an, another album or EP coming soon down the line? Or are you just going to focus <laughs> Man, on touring?
0: I uh, Honestly, it's going to kind of be up in the air for a little bit with all the the crazy going on. Definitely. But, um, we've already got songs working for the next one. So, okay. Uh, you know, the writing never stops or the ideas never stop. It's more so when do we have the time to, the, the time and money to go into the studio and go record those new songs. Uh, but, I would say probably within the next six to nine months, we'll, we'll more than likely be either finishing something or working on something new uh, just because I can't sit still. It's, yeah. uh, it's just not, you know, we're here to play music mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't have the ability to play the same songs for two years straight
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: try to figure something out. Um, we're here to do it. So you we're
1: going to do it. You kind of have that mentality of once that music's ready, you want to just give it to the people. Cause I know some artists, they want like the perfect time and like might want to release something in the summer and stuff. You, you just want to get it to the people. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot more. And, I like to wait. Uh, it's,
0: it, it's going to hit, it's going to connect. It, it doesn't, if it, if it's a good song, it doesn't matter if it's summer or spring
1: Mm-hmm
0: or winter fall but at the same time there's always going to be people telling you know telling me telling, uh, telling us telling people releasing music that there's one time uh, better than the other it comes out on fridays uh that's that's there you go yeah uh, that's that's a good time to release it so <laughs> uh, you know unless unless there's just some sort of strategic plan man i just want to release as much music as we can whenever we can.
1: Okay. Well, so I know you said you were, you used to raise chickens and gr- grew up on, um, around agriculture and stuff. And that's hard work. You feel like that has kind of molded you into the artist you are today, like grinding, doing many shows and stuff like that. Cause I know how, Absolutely. Yeah, those ranchers and stuff, they work, they work their tails off. So, uh, yeah, uh,
0: man, uh, I think, and I was talking to him, I got to talk to my dad today. Um uh, Uh, I just, I told them, thank you, uh, literally on the phone, just because there's so many people uh, who just are very misinformed about how a lot of things work and you can't just Mm -hmm. go in and, and you can't just buy your way. Uh, A lot of this is work. A lot of it's just hard work and, uh, and a lot of just living through things. So living through it, you get the song. Um, and then you get the double, the double whammy is you get to go out and live a little bit more while you play that song about something else you lived through. So it's just a perpetuating circle or cycle of living through it and then putting it down on paper. If if you have the ability to, and, um, just trying to have fun, just trying to, trying to make sure that, uh, people can see it when you go do it. And, it doesn't turn into something that oh. nobody wants to watch.
1: Well, I, I like what you said there about how to live in it, writing it down and making a song out of it. I mean, a lot of the best country artists did that back in the day, like Hank Williams with Hank Williams Jr. with a uh, family traditions and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> those songs are, they hit right with people because it's a real experience they had. It's not something um, a big time labels like here, record this. This is catchy. This is, the audience is going to like this something that actually has like good content good meaning meaning behind it i think is always going to hit right with good loyal country music fans so i really like what you're saying there um so one thing we we love here at the outlaw country podcast is independent um artists is that something you kind of hang your hat on you enjoy being independent i i know there's perks to being a part of a label and stuff and if you were presented with that opportunity, would you kind of just follow them or would you want to kind of, if you were to take that record label deal, would you kind of be like a Cody Johnson and be like, I, I still want to make my music my way? Do you, or do, would you not even want to go down the road with a label?
0: And I think we've gotten this far uh, in a relatively short amount of time. And I don't think we're changing anything uh, anytime soon. Uh, you know, there's always, there's always something and I, I won't ever say never, but uh, <laughs> thanks Justin. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, it's fun being on your own yeah. at the same time. It's a little more scary uh, in some oh. ways, uh, but man, we've learned a whole lot. I know I've already said that a couple times, but, it's just the truth. Uh, we've learned a lot on our own, and we've lost a lot on our own, and we've won a lot on our own. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's, it's I, I know I keep saying it too, but man, it's going to be fun. We haven't even we haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg yet. So yeah, uh, you know, we're getting closer, but it, it's it's right there.
1: Okay. Well, oh, and I just remembered this. I was going to tell you this at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, last Saturday, I interviewed uh, Zach Huser from the Huser Brother Band. He wanted me to tell you. Yeah. hello. Yeah, he. Oh,
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah, he. Uh, so my dad. So he's dating a girl from Omaha. And my dad is best friends with his girlfriend's dad. Like they grew up together. So I went over there. That's and
0: small world, man. Yeah.
1: So he, he found out I was interviewing you and he wanted me to tell you hello and everything. He said you guys are good buddies. That's awesome yeah Yeah,
0: we uh we we haven't been able to get out and play any shows here recently but uh yeah those guys are awesome and everything they've done is just getting better and better and (laughs) next time you uh next time they get up that way you definitely got to get out and
1: yeah i need to catch a show yeah i like what they what they put out i've been listening to them they got some good stuff uh but yeah, he he's a real really nice guy. I I didn't get to meet. I think is the other is his name Josh, his br- other brother. Yeah. Yeah. He I, I didn't get to meet him. It was just Zach, and he was telling me you guys knew each other, so I thought I'd let <laughs> you know.
0: Those are good guys.
1: Yeah. They it was a good time talking to him. Uh, so so far in your music career, what's what's probably the coolest experience you've had so far with with this with your uh, job?
0: Man. That's hard to answer because that's that's, like every other week, there's something that there's another first. There's another, you know, hey, we haven't, oh man. And I have to like, I have to tell tell the guys and and tell myself, like, uh, sometimes you just have to stop and like, all right, because now we have less and less time to kind of celebrate the, the little in between stuff. because mm-hmm. uh, we're always we're always on the run we're always moving to the next spot yeah um, it's crazy it doesn't make any sense man i'm from a town of like less than 400 people we'll call it that okay. um, so it's like and we get to go we get to go do this mm-hmm. i'm playing music first of all second of all uh, you know i've gotten to meet people that that you turn on your radio in another state and you hear uh you know it's it's one of those things uh, i think one of the coolest things is uh running into dean Dillon uh, oh, okay. a day after a day after i played and uh we were checking out of the same hotel and he had watched uh, just an acoustic set uh, i ran into him in front of the hotel we we're loading up our trucks and he's throwing his guitar in there and you can't miss him. Like the hat, the mm-hmm. the jewelry that, you know, he, he's just an old hippie cowboy. Yeah. And, uh, man, I just, I went and shook his hand and said, you know, thanks for watching yesterday. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of looked at me and said, we'll, uh, we'll see you again. It's, it's going to be fun. You're going to have, you're going to have a lot of fun doing this. So, man, I think, the little stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it definitely keeps you going, keeps you wanting to make yourself better, sharpen up and, and keep honing your craft. But uh, man, there's, there's too much stuff. There's too much cool stuff because I think everything that happens is cool. And as long as, as you can keep that, uh, that mind frame, uh, <laughs> it's always fun. It's always okay. interesting and it's always always a good time um from the people that we meet when we go into the next town to uh from to pulling into town and hearing your song on the radio
1: yeah that's very cool
0: you know that's that's it's crazy um and it's fun and it's cool and for for a guy that grew up in a town of less than 400 people and the biggest thing that happened since i left is we got a dollar general um you know it's one of those things yeah you know this this is I'm living I'm living the dream, so I know that's probably said way too much, but uh, it doesn't matter which way it goes. It's still the dream.
1: Well, to play off that, who what is the, what's the most challenging part you've had so far with this with this career?
0: Um, probably the, the, it's probably the same one of the same things, just the learning curve mm-hmm. um, because I've gone through. Band members, I've gone through uh, tax stuff, I've gone through uh, mm-hmm. just I, I've gone through the song, the, uh, some song issues with other people uh, recording things. Uh, I've gone through, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been shot, I've been stabbed in the back. Um, All right. You know, it's just one of those things in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, but man, I wouldn't change a thing. Cause, holy smokes, it's it's just one of those those uh, those paths that you kind of have to walk down to see mm. what what everything is actually worth. Uh, and that might sound a little out there, but uh, you just got to kind of go do it in order to to really see what's going to happen here. Um, and hey, we're still playing music, so everything's going yeah. pretty dang good. Oh yeah, um, it's just. It's uh, a new something every time you leave. Um, okay. And I think that's probably one of my most favorite things about all of it is it's never the same. You never walk into the same situation twice. Yeah. Ever.
1: Well, uh, from being at, based in Texas and, and uh, who – who, like guys that are not like past artists, but who are your favorite like artists today down in Texas that – maybe your buddies with, or that you just really admire their music.
0: There's, there's too many, there's too uh, many to count, man. Um, Every time it being, you know, I think, uh, we're super blessed just to be playing music in Texas because I know guys that travel from States away just to come play shows here. Um, uh, and that's, that's crazy because we don't make that much money as it is. Um, uh, you know, unless you're selling out arenas and whatnot, it's not really, uh, it's not really the jackpot everybody thinks is really going on. But, uh, man, we get to play with, you know, so many friends. And it's crazy to uh, – I was just telling somebody the other day, uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird. I used to listen to these guys in my you know, truck in high school, uh, whether they were just starting out and blowing up or they have been around for years. Um, and now I have, now I have most of their cell phone numbers, and, and you know it's like, man, that's uh, that's a little weird, but it's super cool. But
1: yeah, there, there's you're right. There are way too many to really pick one out. I have some guys that I've, one guy that I just kind of, two that I came across recently that I'm a big fan of is uh, Vincent Neil Emerson. He's out of Texas, and then uh, yeah. Justin Mares.
0: Yeah. Tristan's, Tristan's awesome actually. Yeah. He uh I think his mom and dad live down the road from where we're at right now. Oh really? Yeah, he's he's from around this area too and he's okay. um but yeah man, like, there's just we're kind of it's it's hard to get into uh, and it takes a little bit of work, but man, it, it's a really cool family. Uh once yeah. once you kinda get into the group, um and and they see your face more than a couple of times a year. Um, and it's it's really fun. And everybody opens up. And, and if you have questions, uh, last time I hung out with with Kevin Fowler, uh, <laughs> he said, you know, he called me over. Come sit down. Come sit down right here. I want to talk to you. Yeah. And, uh, and, man, we just talked about stuff that he's gone through. And he's like, don't do this. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Stay away from this this is also a good thing. Um, you know, it's just one of those, you learn, learn from anyone and everyone you can and it's cool. And, and that's, I know it's, it's surreal is the word, uh, to be hearing things from people that you admire or look up to or listen to, uh, across the table or across the, you know, the phone, uh, we're really blessed to get to do this because I don't feel like uh, I've been doing it long enough to be where we're at
1: well that's what I love that about country music like you were saying is just how everyone's a big family they kind of met they mention the the greats in their songs and they kind of shout each other out a little bit I, I in their music I think that is very cool and uh that's kind of what drew me in and like back in the day with the Highwaymen and stuff like that, how they're all buddies and stuff like that. I just don't think you see that in any other genre and country music. They're also so great to the fans and everything. It's just, it's unlike anything else I think. And that's what made me kind of fall in love with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I, I totally just, agree. I got just two more things to ask you. And, uh, I really yeah. appreciate your time and this is, this means a lot to me. Um, oh no, man. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, so I got to know, since you're the Radio Cowboy, I was wondering, uh, what, what kind of hat are you rocking on stage? Do you have a Stetson or Resist All? Or what all
0: American think? all day. Uh, that's I'm what all, I got. All day American. I got
1: a, I got an American straw. That was my first hat I got this Christmas. So I really like my American a lot. I'm
0: sure it's, it's treating you right. It's,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, man. That's uh, all I got on the rack.
1: Really. I, I want to try. If I get a felt, I kind of I've been looking at getting a stetson. I think those stetsons are really nice looking too.
0: You so. gotta you gotta go see uh, next time. Next time you get down towards Fort Worth, you gotta go to the best hat store.
1: Oh, uh, my buddy's American. been there. My buddy's been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You gotta gotta go in there and mm-hmm. uh, man, just just give yourself a good hour. Okay. Uh, go find one. Go buy one, and you'll have it forever.
1: Um. What is it? There's a, I think there's a hat store. I think it's down in Texas. I know Cody Jinks goes to Midland. A bunch of guys. I think it's like standard, standard hat works. Have you been there before? I haven't, that...
0: I haven't been out there, uh, but I've heard nothing about uh, nothing, nothing but great things about those guys. No,
1: yeah, uh, those look really cool. They look expensive though.
0: They, they, uh, I'm sure. I know Josh Ward. Uh, oh he, yeah, he goes standard. Um, man, I, I'm, I'm not quite there yet.
1: Uh, <laughs> you'll get there if you keep putting out the music you've been putting we're, we're
0: balling we're balling on this budget right here
1: uh-huh
0: uh, so you know that's where we're we're, we're keeping it right here
1: mm-hmm. well those those americans are they're they're nice for sure
0: hey that's that's where it's at man uh, and usually when we play around you're speaking about uh if you can dance uh i know because it says stetson hat in there uh, yeah I yeah couldn't, i couldn't Put American and I just couldn't bring my, myself to it, but uh, around Fortland, it usually changes to uh, you got to tell her it's American. How about that? Yeah, uh, but yeah.
1: Well, last thing I wanted to bring bring up to you I know a lot of you Texas guys just kind of stay in that Texas, Oklahoma area, but uh, there's a bar up. Oh, you, you don't you'll, you'll move around a little bit.
0: Oh, no, no, we're, uh, our next show that we have in, uh, the beginning of July is in Oklahoma. So I'm pushing, I'm pushing, we're, we're going to get okay. up your way. I promise. Um, well,
1: there's If you need to get in touch, there's this bar. I, I mentioned this a lot in my podcast. I mentioned it to Zach from He's a Brothers Band. There's this bar out in small, small town called Venice, Nebraska. It's like probably a 20 minute drive from my house. And I mean, the guys that have played there: are Randall King, Curtis Grimes, Sonny Sweeney, Whitey Morgan. Just the list goes on and on. Mike and yeah. the Moonpies. And so, if you if you ever want to come up to Nebraska, get in contact. It's called Bucks Bar and Grill, in Venice, Nebraska. They they would love to have you. I'm sure of it. It's a Done. great little bar. So
0: next time you're out there, uh, let somebody know, and we'll start working on them. Because yeah. um, man, we were supposed to play in Kansas. Um, that got canceled due to coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, we're supposed to play. Man, we we've got a lot of Oklahoma dates coming up, yeah. and as long as all those Oklahoma dates keep happening, um, we'll just keep moving north. Great. So, I, I'll I keep an I, eye out trust for me, you. We've we've already got people. We've already got people uh, waiting in Kansas. Our, our our fan club, our fan page is it's called it's called the Coop. Um, okay. John Stork,
1: yeah. the Coop
0: on Facebook. Uh, they're based out of uh, around Wichita. Um, So, and we've already got fans outside of the state and we're just going to keep on moving. Uh, And I've got enough family to fill up a small event center up North. So uh, as long as we can keep moving North, man, we'll, uh, you know, we'll always have somebody to listen to some music. So, and I know man from living, uh, living in, North Dakota and South Dakota and Iowa working in Nebraska. Um, man, I, I know that the music is, is definitely appreciated up there because uh, it's, it's, it's not the same. And I, I know living in uh, – I lived in Sioux Falls for a while, and okay. I know one night a week they would play Texas country for like two hours, mm-hmm. and that was it. And I would always tune into the radio station that one night a week because – it was like it was like being at home for a little while, but yeah. um, that that just doesn't get doesn't get out there.
1: No, we need more uh, of it. These radio stations, it's just these big labels are just it's it, it's it's the same four songs when you go driving. I can't stand it. I just but
0: uh, I, I love you just, hearing. You just keep uh, keep cycling.
1: Yeah, I, I, every once in a while, one will break through. Little Texas country guy, and I, I enjoy that. It mixes it up. It's it gets you kind of excited, but I'm usually connecting my phone with my Bluetooth and I, I put on the Texas country guys. Yeah. But, um, that's all I, I really man, got. That's, today. Awesome. that's all I really got today. Uh, I, I, again, I really appreciate you taking, taking your time to do this with me. It means a lot and helps, helps us grow and get um, a little more exposure. So thank you so much, John.
0: Heck yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, let's, let's do another one in a, Couple months and uh, we can talk about the new songs we got coming out.
1: Awesome. Okay. That sounds great. The outside. Yeah, outside.